Good afternoon, my dear Rabbi I would like to start my lecture with a with a note which I don't know if all of you will appreciate. We spent Baruch Hashem these two wonderful days together. We heard the Vaitaira, we heard ideas, and uh, for sure, we heard very beautiful suggestions, practical suggestions, and we were all, <coughs> we were all together at the last lecture of the Bazriel, and he gave us these practical advices, recommendations, suggestions and surely not more than that and I think that Be'ezer Hashem it was a wonderful experience for all of us I would like to start off by saying by relating a Gemara the Gemara tells us a story that Ilfa and Abiyachanan two great sages from the, from the Talmud from the Amoraim were <coughs> indulged in learning in Torah and they decided going out to get Parnassah. And they said to each other, let us, let us be Mekayim, what it says in the Pasik, Ephes lo evyon. Hashem says, I don't want poor people within the Jewish people. And let us go out and do business. And they went on the, on the way, on the way to do business. The two greatest stages of the Jewish people. And the, the, the Gemara tells us they sat by it next to a wall and behind the wall there were two malachim, two angels. And they said to each other, you see, one said to the other one, you see these two, these two people? They're They are discarding life of eternity, Torah, and they're going to do business. Let us turn this wall on them, let us throw them down. And the other Malach said, no. One of them is destined to be a Rosh Hashiva. He will be the Malach. He will be the Rosh Hashiva of all, of all the Jewish people. So let's, let's spare them. And Ilfa said, Abiyachan said to Ilfa, Abiyachan heard this discussion between the Malachim. So Abiyachan says to Ilfa, did you hear anything? She says, no. I didn't hear anything. So the Gemara said, Abiyachan said, since I heard Shmami, no, I know he met me. And he says to a friend, I decided I don't want to be kind of posik of Ephes Kilayil Bukha Evian. I'd rather be kind of posik Ephes Kilayachel Evian Bukhelev Oret. There's always going to be poor people, the Jewish people. And Ilfa continued on doing the, to, to, to do the business world. And Bechon turned around and went back to the base Medrash. And that's a piece of Gemara which is very interesting. And I'm quoting this Gemara just for one little quote. Rabbi Yechenin said, if I heard, then I know it meant me. Very interesting. Now, two people, two sages were going. And I think many of you sitting here may ask yourself this question. Baruch Hashem, we live within Am Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, there today, there are many, many good, wonderful Erlecha Jews. 
Upgehitten, keep Torah, keep Shabbos, keep mitzvahs. And we came to a seminar. I don't know how many of us came to enjoy the Hilton. I don't know how many of us came to enjoy the Chinese food, which the Israel is so <laughs> adamant against. <laughs> and probably most of us came to hear, to hear the lectures, but many of us didn't know exactly what we're in for. And here, the Israel set us up with the last lecture, which is the impact of everything we heard in three, these three days, these two days, and with beautiful suggestions, and one of them, well, maybe not most important, but in my eyes most important, to turn yourself off from the media for 40 days. No pochas with no radios, no magazines, and no newspapers, and every tablet says it all one breath. All with one breath. No radios, no magazines, no newspapers, no problem. For 40 days, quantify yourself and you'll see how beautiful life becomes. Now, if we would be these people sitting in this audience, if we'd be the Jewish people, it wouldn't be so hard for us. But we have to come home to ourselves, to our families, to our neighbors, to our brothers, to our sisters, who are tzaddikim more than we are. And the question is, etc., etc. And I'd like to impose the first moment the answer. If I hurt, they meant me. Everything is Pashgoche. We're here, HaKadosh Baruch put us here. And if I heard these words, then, then it's a special message from HaKadosh Baruch to my own self. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, 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 I share the feelings with many of us. You know, we, 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 we just look for trouble. <laughs> we look for trouble. We didn't know what we're getting ourselves into. Now, <clears throat> And the Brazil promises us, and Hashem promises us, and the Torah promises us, try it, you see how beautiful. Time Uru to Kitel Hashem. And it's not only this, this idea, but everything we heard these days. Time Uru to Kitel Hashem. You know, time means taste and see, because a taste, there's no one that could describe a taste. Now, I would like to continue the, like this, this lecture in the, in the atmosphere of where the Brazil left off. And I would like to start off with a posik in Shir Hashirim. The posik in Shir Hashirim says as follows: Bosi legani achosi kala. I came to my garden, achosi kala, my sister, my dear bride. Ochalti yari in divshi, shasisi yeni im chalovi, ichlu reim ushesu v'shichru beidim. I ate. Yari, the translation of Yar means a forest. I ate my sticks with my honey. Pieces of wood with honey. I drank Shasisi Yeni Imchalovi, my wine with milk. Ichlu Reim, eat friends, eat beloved. Shasu and drink, Veshichlu become drunk. Daidim, beloved. Friends, this is the Pesach. Now, the translation of Yari in Divshi, the way Rashi explains it, 
and it probably means sugar cane. Now, sugar cane, there's the, there's the cane, the piece of wood, which is not edible at all. It's a piece of wood. And what you're supposed to do is, you're supposed to chew on it and suck out the honey and throw away the cane. Sometimes you're so enthused with the love for the sugar cane that you go crazy and you eat the sugar with the cane. I ate the wood with the honey. Hashem says, I, I was so enthused with the delicacy, with the love of the Jewish people that I ate the honey with the cane. And it continues, Shasisi yeni imchalovi. This is hard to explain, but I will try to explain it for a moment. Yayin is by nature red. Milk is by nature white. Now red and white is, Kabbalically speaking, speaking is contradictions. I have a, I know someone who's very precious to me, that when we were children, we, he always used to drink milk and wine. He used to put wine into the milk and used to drink it. He used to say, you're crazy. Milk and wine? What kind of mixture is that? It's a portion. He used to say, it's a posik. But the truth is, he doesn't know Pshat and Pasik. The Pasik is the exact opposite. There is nothing that does not go together like milk and wine. Because milk and wine are two contradictions. But Hashem says, when I came to the base of Amigdash, it was so delicious to me that I just went bananas. I ate the sugar with the cane. And I mixed the milk with the wine. Ichlu reim. Good friends, eat, become drunk, dear beloved. What does this refer to? And Rashi says, this refers to the Hanukkah Samizbeach. That when the Jewish people built the Mishkan for Hashem. So I think you all know that there were special Karbonas, which are related in Parshish Nasai. Special Karbonas. That, that the Nisim brought 12 days, every day, and we read it on Hanukkah, we read it in Pashas Nasei, Ubeyem Harishon, on the first day, Nosilifine Yehuda, Nachshem Ben Amanodov. And it states, Korbone Karas Kesef Achas, Shleishim Mea Mishkola. He brought, the, his sacrifice was a Ka'ara, a, a, a silver plate, and it was full of Ketoris. Now let me tell the people what is Kateris. We say it every day, twice a day, <coughs> that there was a special korm in the Beis Hamikdash called Kateris. Kateris means, <coughs> I think it's translated in English, incense, yes? Huh? You took, they took 11 most delicious, beautiful spices that are in the creation. Really 10. And one is called Chelbano, which is a, which is a foul, foul smelling spice. And it was mixed together to, to express the oneness of Am Yisrael, that even the Rishoyim, even the bad people of Am Yisrael, become part of the Am Yisrael. But let us call it 11 most delicious smelling spices that there are in creation. And they ground them up, and twice a day, the coin walked into the Beis Hamikdash. He put onto the Nizbeach Gacholim, burning coals, and he spilled onto the burning coals this spices and a delicious odor, a, a cloud with the most 
unbelievable, delicious smell went up and engrossed all of Yerushalayim. And Chazal tell us, No kala, even a bride that usually by nature uses a lot of perfume, never was a bride using perfume in Yerushalayim. There was, there was no way to smell any kind of perfume in Yerushalayim because Yerushalayim was completely engrossed all through the year for hundreds and hundreds of years with the most delicious smell of the Kteris. Now, this Kteris was brought twice a day by all the Jewish people. And let's use the right language. Kteris is Ba Betzibur. Only the Jewish people as a unity can bring Kteris. But a Yochid, a private person, a private person can bring a korban to Hashem. He can bring a lamb. He can bring an axe. A korban oila, a korban shlamin. That's called an idova. But a Yochid will never bring Kteris. Ain Kteris ba bin idova. And the only time in the history of the Jewish people that we find that private people brought, presented Hashem with Kteris Nedava was in the day that Hashem made a Hanukkah, these 12 days, that I made a Hanukkah space Hamigdosh. And then, Nachshim ben Aminadav and the other 11 Nesim brought Kafach HaSasarazov Malaya Kteris. And they brought Kteris ben Nedava. Now, according to Jewish law, this is impossible. This is impossible. So the Torah explains to us what it had. How did this come about? It came about, excuse the expression, Hashem from Rav Simcha, Hashem from Rav Happiness, excuse the expression, was drunk with Simcha. And it's like you eat a sugar cane and it becomes so delicious that you gobble up the cane with the sugar. And even though something which is unedible in normal standards is unedible. Hashem says, today I'm going to eat even something which is unedible out of the love and excitement to my bride. And this refers to Kteris that it's bought Benedovo. And let me continue. But first let me repeat the Pasuk again. Bosi Legani Achesi Kala. I came to my garden which refers to Besa Migdosh. Ochalti Yari in Divshi. I ate the stick with the honey. Shasisi yeni imchalavi. Why? Why did you eat the piece of stick? You know why? Because ichlu reim shasu veshichru doidin. Beloved, become drunk from love and from affection to each other. You eat and even k'teris, which is normally only a carbon sibur, over here, bob and now, I quoted to you, to you, to my dear audience, this Chazal. I think that many of us have the appreciation that there's something very, very special. Something very, very special, which is embedded in this Chazal. Now, Chazal is telling us that there is a secret called Chanukah. Now, now it's almost a month after Chanukah. But there was a very special thing called Chanukah. Chanukah means renew. Now, before I continue and try to analyze what we're learning, I want to suggest 
for many of us. I wanted to just many of us. And that's why I, I gave the introduction that I gave. That many of us might, might not be excited about this episode that, hap- that, 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 that what we're doing here. But as I started off, if we heard that Hashem means us, and we heard very beautiful messages. Now, again, when we have a seminar, and I myself participated in many seminars of completely secular people, mamish, friar people who never heard of Shabbos, never heard of Kashis, never heard of Taras and Mishpocha, and in many ways, and we saw with our eyes how after a week of Divrei Torah, how they make a, 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 a complete 90 degrees, which we'll call 180 degrees, uh, about turn. They, they, they make a complete about turn and they become Bali Tshuva. And it's a Chanuk. It's a Chanuk. It's a new life. And we have an appreciation for the, these people's greatness. And let me tell you, my dear Rabbi many times I feel in my own life, and I feel many people over here will agree with me, that in some ways it's easier. In some ways it's easier. Because if you, if you, you know, if you could throw away your old life, if you could just discard everything and start really new, become a cotton schnell dummy. If you're a gear, it's not such a problem. But if we, as Yidin, we as Jewish people, that we keep the Torah to its last particular, and there Hashem, we keep Shabbos, we keep Kashrus, and we keep all the mitzvahs to its last particular, and all of a sudden, we are confronted by a situation to make a Hanukkah. To start life over again. Like it says in the post, as if you take, came today from Harsinai. And this is something which is very hard for us. But let me try to analyze a moment. Can I stop for a moment and tell you a word? This is a small word. Um, <clears throat> I had the, the his damnness Many times to be, Hashem should help all of us. But many times I was a sandik by a bris. I was a sandik by a bris. Now, I like to be a sandik for many reasons. A Brazil likes to be a sandik because it's a gvaldika mitzvah. But I like to be a sandik because it says in Shulchan Aruch, the Ramad says that it's as good as five shiras. If you're, <laughs> if you're a sandik, if you hold a little baby when there's a bris, then you become rich. You become rich? No. The Vilna says, very interesting, the Ramos says that if you're a Sandik, you become rich. The Vilna says, I never saw anybody become rich. As the Vilna says. Let me just tell you a little story, a story within a story. A little story. The Mir Rosh Hashir, the Bezi Yehuda, who had a big organization, and he had a very hard time making money, he came to ask the Briskorov Shaila. He came to ask the Briskorov Shaila. The Shiloh was as follows. That people many times invite me to be a Sandik. I have no time, even though it's a big mitzvah, but I have a lot of invitation to be a Sandik. It takes away my time. I have to travel. I, I, I have other mitzvahs to do. 
Maybe sometimes more important mitzvahs, greater mitzvahs, even though it's a great mitzvah. But what's my suffix? Since I have responsibility to the yeshiva, and therefore I need money, and the Ramos says that if you become a sandik, you become rich. I have to, I have to become a sandik because I have to get the money. <coughs> On the other hand, the Goyen, the Vilna Goyen says, the Vilna Goyen says, that I never spent it becoming, becoming rich. Am I mechuyif to become a sandik or not mechuyif to become a sandik? And the Briskler have answered these words. The Ramos check is also a good check. That was his words. If the Ramah says become rich, then you have to be chashish for the Ramah. You have to worry about the Ramah and you can go become a Sunday. Now, <clears throat> what is the mocker of this union of a Sunday? The mocker is as follows. The Gemara says that this carbon that we spoke about with Keteris, this carbon was as gula becoming rich. When you, when you were mark of Keteris, we learned from Pasik, Yasim Keteris Ba'pecho, and it was a custom in the Beis Hamikdash that when the, there, were, there were thousands and thousands of Kohanim coming to the Beis Hamikdash, who would beget, who would get to be marked to the Ketaris? They used to choose. It was called the pious. Everything in the Beis Hamikdash was with a pious. They used to choose who would get the Ketaris. So when it came to the orders, the Kabbonis. All the Koyanim used to put their fingers and they used to count the numbers, used to choose to choose. They used to have, let's say, a thousand Koyanim putting their fingers. So, so the, the, the one who used to say, you say, 6,755. And, and the one who finished, he, he was the one who got it. That's how it was in the base of Megdash. When it came to Keteris, they said, Chadoshim the Keteris. Only someone who is new. If you ever got Keteris and you have the chance to become rich, give your friend the chance. Now, a bris is like a k'teris. A bris is like a k'teris. And therefore, it's ma'ashir, become rich. And that's why the custom comes, I think you all know, that if you once gave to one of the family, you gave to this person a sandik, don't give him again. You with me? Now, <clears throat> I'm going to ask a kasha. And my kasha is as follows. What connection does Brismila have to do to Kteris? What is Brismila? Brismila is taking a child and spilling his blood. Now I would think that, that Brismila is a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice. Why Kteris? So our question is first, why is Kteris Ma'ashir? Why does Kteris become, why do you become rich from Kteris? Why only from Kteris? And second of all, what connection does Brismila have to Kteris? And after all these caches, I'd like to come to, 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 to my point. My point is as follows. We have to know that there are two kinds of sacrifices to Hashem. There are two kinds of sacrifices to Hashem. There's one sacrifice which is called Karbonus. And these are expressed, these are expressed with, with blood spilling, as I will explain in a moment. The second is a sacrifice called Keteris. Now let me try to explain for a moment what does it mean a carbon? What does it mean a carbon? I think we all know that in the base of Migdash you took an animal, you slaughtered it, you took the blood, spilled it on the Mizbeach. Is there anyone who could explain this to us? What was this all about? I think it's not so easy. Let me try to explain. In our world there's such a thing called a present. A present 
for instance, you have a, a, a wealthy man, he comes home and he gives a present to his wife. What kind of present? A golden bracelet. Now, if this man is worth $100 million, as we know many people worth $100 million, a golden bracelet, that's how it's cost, 600 bucks, she's not going to be very happy with the present. I mean, I'm not going to show something to anybody. If he brings a diamond bracelet, which is worth, let's say, $60,000, so that she'll be happy. She'll be happy. Am I right? A diamond bracelet, $60,000, if her husband brings home, even though it's worth $100 million, she's happy. What's she doing with that diamond bracelet? She's going to eat it. Now, if he brings home a piece of pizza, I appreciate it. Because she likes pizza. What's she going to do with this diamond bracelet? You know what she's going to do with it? She's going to lock it up in a vault. She's not going to wear it to a chasana. So why is she so happy? She's not even going to use it. The terrace says it's an expression of love. My dear, you are worth to me like a diamond. You're a diamond of my life. It's a beautiful expression. And it's something which makes people happy. Now this rich man who bought his wife a $60,000 bracelet for Shabbos he sends home imagine two dozen roses two dozen roses two dozen roses cost $130,000 most beautiful roses let's say he bought them in the, in, in, the, in the corridor of the wall of Astoria he paid $250 for two dozen roses the one who delivered it was had golden buttons from here to there. His wife is beside herself with happiness. Could you explain that? Yes, that I bought you a present, a golden bracelet that was worth $600. You threw it out of the window. Less than $60,000 doesn't go in this house. And today, two dozen roses, you're so appreciative. The answer is as follows. When you give a present, if you would give me a present, you'd give me a Parker pen. It would be appreciated because I use the Parker pen. That's one kind of present. Give someone something he needs. But there is a more precious kind of a present, an expression, an expression of love. So when you give something which is dead, when you give something which is a daemon, which is lifeless, a piece of stone, in order for it to be appreciated, in order that it should express excitement and happiness, it has to be worth a few thousand dollars. Because if it's worth $25, then you're not expressing your excitement towards me. If you give a diamond that's worth $60,000, then you're expressing that you're a diamond in my life. But when you give a flower, a flower is something growing, a flower is not something dead. A flower is tzomeach. And you're giving an expression, my appreciation of you is something growing. It's a tzomeach. And it's a living love. It's a living appreciation. Then it doesn't have to be worth a few thousand dollars. Because the expression is what's really worth. And people sitting here look at me like crazy. All of a sudden, Pinkus becomes excited about flowers. <laughs> and I'm explaining to you the secret of flowers. 
Now, where did I get, where do I, where do I say Bichlat, man? Where did I get this, where did I get this talking, maybe flowers or something American? And let me tell you a Medrash. The Medrash says, on a Pasek, Lamanatseach al Shoshanim Eidus Laosof Mizmor Ladovit. The Medrash says these words. Moshal Lemelech, a Melech once went into a city, and the people made him a crown of gold and silver. And the king said, I don't want gold, I don't want silver. Make me a crown of roses. This is the marshal. Eni reitze ela shoishanim. Alpha Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Eni reitze kesef, eni reitze zov. I don't want gold, I don't want silver. Shenema li hazov, li ha kesef nu mashem. The gold and silver is mine. Eni reitze ela shoishanim. I want roses. Shenema lamanatzech al shoishanim edus lozov mizma. Now, when we discuss that Hashem wants roses, you can fly away and send any interpretation of roses. But the Moshe, the Melech, what does the Melech want roses for? He doesn't want gold, doesn't want silver, he wants roses. Why does he want roses? Now, if you have a weakness to roses, take a piece of gold and buy yourself a, a, a mountain of roses. The Melech says, don't give me a present which is, which, is, which is worth even who knows how much. I want something which expresses a living love. Now there's a present which is even more expressing than sheishanim, than flowers. Again, the first, the first present we described was something which is doiming, a piece of stone. The second thing, something which was seimeach, something which is growing. The third kind of present is chai, something which is living. And that is called a sacrifice. When you take a behemoth, a keves to the base Migdash, and you express your love to Hashem, and this is just like a rose, is, is, she doesn't need the rose. It's an expression. This behemoth is an expression that the love that I have to Hashem is not only a growing love, but it's a living love. And it express, expresses shvichus dam. Hashem, I am willing to spill my blood to give away my life for the love of Hashem is Barach. And this is called a carbon. And that is why a carbon is the greatest myth we have in this world. We don't have carbonus today because we have no way of expressing this greatness today when we have no base Hamikdash. Now we know that the world is created of doimim, tzomeach, doimim something lifeless, tzomeach something which grows, chai something which lives. And what is the greatest? Medaber, medaber. No way, no way, there was one person in the world, there was one person in the world that had this chus, that reached the pinnacle of greatness. That Hashem said, I want from you an expression of love, not as a diamond. I don't want from you a diamond. I don't want from you a flower. I don't want from you a behemoth. I want kachno es bincha es yechidcha asher havto es yitzchak. I want from you a sacrifice, an expression of love, not to express love as something living, 
but your one and only child, your precious Yitzchak. And Avram Avinu brought Yitzchak sacrificed to Hashem is Barach. And this is a special kind of a korban. This expression, expression of love that Hashem became excited from this love. Till this day, every Rosh Hashanah, every Yom Kippur, every morning, we never tire Hashem from saying, did everybody bother this question? Isn't Hashem tired of hearing this over and over again? Could you imagine if you have a family and the husband brings home a dozen roses on, on, on Arab Shabbos and Sunday morning he walks out, don't forget I brought you roses. Monday morning, don't forget I brought you roses this Arab Shabbos. Tuesday morning, right? And then all of a sudden it becomes 30th anniversary. Don't forget 30 years ago I brought you roses. Well, that's pretty, I don't want to use foul English, right? Hashem never gets tired. We say, Hashem, don't forget Avram Avinu brought to you his one and only son. It was such an excitement of love. It was such an excitement of love of Ava. Now, when the Beis Hamikdash, a far cry, listen to what I'm telling you, a far cry of this excitement is the Ketiris. Because when we spill blood on the Beis Hamikdash, we spill blood of behemoths. But when we bring a korban to Hashem, a reach, a delicious smell, and a reach is something ruchni, a reach is something spiritual, it's an expression of beauty, of appreciation to Hashem, an expression of appreciation to Hashem, that's called k'tairis. And this k'tairis, this k'tairis is a very special korban. And we say to Hashem, with this Keteris, we say to Hashem, listen, Hashem, if I give you an expression of love, a, a stone, that means that you are my Hashem. If I give you a flower, it's a growing love. If I give an animal, it's a, it's a living love. But if I give you Keteris, a spiritual expression, that means that I and all my spirit, not only am I willing to spill my blood for you, now, it's very easy for us to spill our blood to Hashem. As Rabbi Tab was telling us. It's very easy, especially in our generation, to die for Hashem. I think I can say witness on myself, and I can say witness in each and every man and woman standing, sitting in this, in, in this audience. That if we will have a moment that we'll meet a guy someplace and will tell us either bow down to the idol or I'll kill you. It will be the most precious moment of our life to die Kiddush Hashem. And this is called a carbon. But there is a more beautiful carbon, a carbon which is called Ktairis. Don't spill your blood to Hashem. Give away your neshama to Hashem. Give away your personality to Hashem. Give away your feelings to Hashem. What in your life is considered beautiful, what in your life is considered, what's considered that's what you should give to Hashem. That's called terrace. What is so delicious smelling in your life, give that away to Hashem. When you give that away to Hashem, Hashem says, as I mentioned last night, you now are my family. You are now my brother, my kin. Like Avram Avinu, that it was Mark of Yitzchak. 
You now are my family. And then that, that's, why, that's why you become rich. You know why you become rich? Let me tell you why you become rich. I have a, a, a little son. I'm a little four years old. I don't want to insult anybody over here. And I don't know how rich people are here. I know people that are richer than people you sitting here. I know people that are worth $100 million, $200 million. I think you all realize and everyone will agree that my Shalom kid is richer than, than he is. He's richer than he is. He has no worries. He has no worries. He called me up on the phone. I spoke to him just, just day before yesterday, just before Shabbos. Tati, I want a car that works on batteries. You're in America? I want a car that works on batteries. No problem. His Tati and this car, but he was a Rolls Royce. No problem. Tati, I want a car that works on batteries. And I like a good Tati in the snow. In the snow. <laughs> and I went from store to store with Shalinki in mind to make sure I buy him his Rolls Royce, a car that works on batteries. He didn't have to ask twice. I spoke to him again, Arab Shazar's first time. He didn't ask again. No problem. He's boasting to all the children of Hader. Tati is coming home on Tuesday, and I'm getting my car that works on batteries. No problem. He has nothing, has no problem. He has a hundred percent full parnosa. Sometimes he has a shtickle problem because he wants bisley. Wants bisley. And it's before supper. And mommy, terrible mommy, doesn't give him bisley before supper. This we have we has a way out also. He starts crying. He starts stamping his foot. Let's not talk about our family problems. <laughs> but when Sherlock stamps his foot, he's almogenic. No problem. You know what? You'll just taste it. All right. Just taste it. You know what? You take the big and you put it away for after supper. Whatever. We can negotiate. But he's a multimillionaire because he is my Sholemke. He is my delicious. He is my... And Hashem says, If you can make tourists, then you're in the mishpoche, then you're in the family, and you will be rich. Kteris is Ashiris. And that's what happens by Abris Miller. Because if we could take, if we could take an animal on the Mizbeach and we say, Hashem, I'm expressing a love of spilling blood. That's not what's happening by Abris Miller. By Abris Miller, we're taking a living Jewish child. We're taking a living Jewish child. And we're spilling his blood on the Mizbeach. This is something else completely. This is Kteris. This is not a blood, a blood carbon. This is not a blood sacrifice. This is a Shama sacrifice. And therefore the Sandik, the one who is holding on to this child, and is holding in front of Hashem, he becomes part of the family, he becomes rich. And I want to tell you a chapter of the Vilna Goyen. You know what the Goyen says? The Goyen says, I never saw anyone becomes rich. Is that the way you talk? First of all, if you argue on the rumor, say it's wrong. I think the Goyen says like this. The Goyen means to say, this is not part of my speech. We're just chatting the Goyen. The Goyen says, you're 100% right. The Sandik that could, could live along spiritually and emotionally with what's happening here, he'll become rich. But I never saw that Sandik. I never saw that Sandik. You're right if you could be such a Sandik, but I never saw that Sandik. To live along this carbon, this sacrifice, this kedusha of giving away a life for Hashem. I didn't see the Sunday. 
Let me come back to our discussion. Kteris, this carbon, this spiritual carbon. And I want to tell this, I want to tell you this. When a secular person, when a fryer person, a Mechal Shabbos when he comes to a seminar and he becomes about Shuvah, many times it's a blood carbon. It's a blood carbon. Because what he does is all of a sudden he sees that his previous life is Ephes. His previous life is nothing. I was, until now, I was absolutely dead. Because the life of the world is, Hash, of the world is Hashem. And he says to himself, what I was doing now, as Machal Shabbos, I was in Tarfus. And all of a sudden, he shares the truth, which we all know. And he kills himself, and he starts a new life. Many times, this will be a blood carbon. But when you come to a Jew who is sitting like the audience sitting here, and we look back and we say, well, do I have to spill my blood to Hashem? I don't think Hashem wants me to spill my blood. Do I have to change my lifestyle? My lifestyle isn't that big. I kept Shabbos. I'll continue keeping Shabbos. I ate kosher. I'll continue eating kosher. I dressed with sneers. I'll continue dressing with sneers. I bought an asteroid. I went to a doctor Yemi. Hashem doesn't want us to spill our, spill our blood. We don't have to spill our blood. I, we, we, were, we were beautiful yesterday. What Hashem wants is Keturus, something very, very special. Keturus means this Nakuda, this point in a person, his appreciation, what smells good in his, in his nostrils, what's beautiful in his eyes. And here is where we're coming to our point. Let me stop for a moment and go to a new issue and I'll come back. To, 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 to my, 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 when I started, and we'll, we'll, we'll close it up. Let me speak again a moment about Hanukkah. Now, Jewish people love to ask questions. Let me ask the Kasha. The best thing is to start off with the Kasha. <coughs> Let us relate the Gemara. The Gemara asks the Kasha, why don't we say Hal Lampur? Lampur, you don't say Hal. And you read the Megillah, Pesach, you say Hal. Why don't you say Halampur? And one of the truths the Gemara says as follows. When you get up and say Hallelujah, praise to Hashem, Hallelujah, Hashem, praise the slaves of Hashem, on Pesach you could say that. Why? Until now we were slaves of Paroi, and now we were slaves of Achash. Now we're not slaves of Paroi anymore. We were redeemed from Paroi, 100% redemption. We're not slaves anymore. But on Purim, when we were slaves of Achashverosh, and what did Achashverosh want to do to us? La Hashmid, La Harek, or La Abid Kola Yehudim. We're still enslaved to Achashverosh. Quote the Gemara, Akate Abde Achashverosh Anan. We're still enslaved to Achashverosh. Because Bukhol Dor Vador, Oimdim Alenu Lechaloisenu. And here I always had a kasha. And if any of you can answer this kasha, I'd appreciate it. So why do we say Hal on Hanukkah? The Greek, the Yavanim, we may, we say, Matasyo b'enuchin chashmano yavanov, kishon b'machus yavan harasho, alamchi Yisrael, lashkichin teresecho, lavidim uchukah v'tzanecho. Am I right? And this, we became redeemed from Yavan, no more Greek philosophy, 
No more Greek culture. How do we say Hanukkah on Hanukkah? No more Greek culture. How do we say no more Greek culture? It's a good culture to Israel. We're not Avadim from Yavadim anymore. No more Greek culture. No more universities. No more sports. No more everything which, which Greek philosophy expressed. No more in the world. How do you say hello? Let me speak, let me speak a moment about, about Greek culture. The Yavanim is an arch enemy of the Jewish people. Let me explain to you why. There's something very special about the Yavanim, about Greek culture. Something very special about Greek culture. You know what's special about Greek culture? Now look, Esau represents Amalek, represents anti-Semitism. What Esau wanted was the Hashmid or Arik as Abid as Kola Yehudim. Esau is not a brother of Yaakov. Am I right? The Pesach says, Esau is not a brother of Yaakov. He's just another brother. He's enough of a brother to hate him with all his might. That's what, because if he wouldn't be a brother, he couldn't hate him that much. But really, he's not a brother. He hates us. He wants to disintegrate us. But Yevon, Greek culture, start off with Yefes. Now let us look back our history with Yefes. Do we ever fight with Yefes? Do we ever fight with Yefes? Vayikach, shame, the Yefes. We worked with such beautiful unity with Yefes. Shame and Yefes came, walked together, and they performed an act of kindness, an act of modesty, an act of kibbutz av, an act of sneers. They never fought. They were delicious brothers together. Now, Greeks and the Jewish people don't hate each other. In the time of the, of, of the Yavanim, the Greeks didn't want to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. They had no reason to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. They had no reason to destroy the Beis. You know what they said? They said one thing. They said, "Look, Jews, my dear Jews, do you believe in your Torah? Do you believe in your Torah? It says in the Torah, Shayyah Navi said." Am I right? My house, the house of worship for all the nations. So why are you people so narrow-minded? And why are you so, so, I don't know how to say it. Why, there's no reason in the world why we can't live together in unity. Let's look. There's a carbon tummy every morning and every evening. In the morning you bring your little lamb, and the afternoon I bring my pig. There's no reason why we can't back the carbon. Let's live together. And what do we, what do we represent? We represent Yefes. We represent beauty. We represent Chochmah. Science. Sport. Let us think for a moment. Everything that the Greeks represent, do we hate? Now, let, 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 us, let us think for a moment. Did any of us ever go into a doctor's office? Let go to the doctor's office. You see there, did you ever hear expression, it is a finer doctor. He's a fine man. He's a fine doctor. You see, you walk, you see a fellow dressed in pure white. He's sitting, he's so nice, he's so kind, and he's wise. And, he, and he's a big doctor. He makes, he makes wonderful operations. That's Yovan. He is, he is the epitome, the beauty of Yefes. Yafka Lakim the Yefes. We all have respect for him. We have respect for Yovan. Let us think for a moment. 
And I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, but let us talk intellectually, not, 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 uh, not, not emotionally, not spiritually, just intellectually. When we go looking for a tie, let's leave this out of the machitza, what happened when you look for a dress. Let's leave this for a moment, a second. Let's go looking for a tie. And you walk into a store, some of us may have visited Thai city, we didn't visit Thai city. I once visited Thai city, I want I, I shouldn't say this about myself. I visited Thai city, I was looking for a tie. And I went through rack after rack, and rack after rack, and rack after rack, and all Thai city, there's no Thai for shimshim fingers. That's as Greek as Greek can be. I'm looking, it should match, and it should match my taste. It has to be pumped for my taste exactly. We take our hat, we give us a China hat. That's your one. That's your one. When we fit a suit, is that Jewish? I'm asking, that Jewish. Wait, would you see the Torah? And I'm not, I'm not going out against it now, everybody's saying. I'm not going out against it. I'm not going out against it. Yefes, beauty, science. Is there anything wrong? You have to look in the Yefes. What's the difference between Yefes and the Jewish people? There's one difference between Yefes and the Jewish people. Yefes is Yudvav Nun, Yevon. And Am Yisrael is called Tzion. Tzion is Yudvav Nun with a Tzadik. Alright? See yoin. You'd have known with the If you take this beauty and you take this appreciation, you could take science, you could take everything that the world stands for. But if you use it for the tzaddik, if you attach it to Hashem, if you attach it to Hashem is then that's tzion. And if you don't attach it to Hashem, then Yovon is the worst enemy that Jewish people can have. Do you know why? Because Yavon is more appealing than anything else that we ever had now in our, in our, in our Golas. We never in our, in our Golas. When we went out of the base Hamikdash, there was bubble that hated our guts and they killed us and they, 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 they spilled our blood. Until we reach the generation today and all this stuff and all of a sudden something new came up. We are appreciated and we appreciate. And we took all the beauties of Yefes into our life. And we live a society. And here is where I wanted to say this word. So the question is, aren't we Avadim to Yavan? And the answer is, there's nothing wrong with Yavan. You don't have to be an Ever to Yavan. You have to know how to utilize Yavan. You have to know how to utilize this. If you don't utilize this world, then this world will be as absorbing. And this world will be, will, will absorb you into a, into a, into a world, into a beauty, which you'll never be able to get rid of. Because when our brothers and sisters, Rahman al-Islam, Kishmat, when they gave away their religion, and they became Ahmadullah Catholics, they became Ahmadullah who knows what. And they became our arch enemies. They knew within them the, the hate that there is and the difference that there is between the Goy and the Yid. Oh, we live a generation of Yefes. We live a generation of Tzion without the Tzaddik. A generation that we see beauty 
and we see appreciation, we see science, we see, we see a world, and we use this world, and we're permitted to use this world, but instead of using the world of beauty for Shabbos Kodesh, for mitzvahs, for Kiddush Hashem, using it as a tzaddik, we use this world for beauty as Yodon per se, and a tachas in itself. Here is the second of our life. And here is where I'm going to close up, where I'm trying to begin from. Whatever I may say, as I was saying, when we come to a Hanukkah, we come to a moment of Hanukkah, and Hanukkah, let's play on words, let's talk about the Hanukkah against the Yevonim. When I talk about a Hanukkah as a Chinuch, as something new, to renew our lives, and again I was saying, we cannot ask ourselves, and we don't ask ourselves, and no one's asking for us to spill our blood, because our blood is precious. All of us here, when till now, and will be weiter, Elecha Yidin, Shemei Shabbos, Eichel Kasher, everything beautiful and beautiful. 100%. But here we have, we are asked for a new Hizchachos, a new Hizchachos, which is called Ketiris. Now, what is Ketiris? Ketiris means what is beautiful in your, in your eyes. And let me tell you, let, let's talk very, very, let, let's, talk, let's start talking very openly. Let's start talking very openly. Rabbi Tab was speaking to us about the media. About the media. Now, I, I don't really know everyone in this audience. I don't really ever ever in this one audience. Let us, let us discuss something, you know, let's be a little practical, let's, let's talk and open. I'm sure that 90% of us, maybe even 100%, maybe 80%, when we talk about the media, there's a lot of things in the Torah which is awesome. Which is also a Torah. A lot of newspapers, a lot of magazines, a lot of things which is also a Torah. They're the foolish loving. And I don't think that this has to be discussed in this audience. Maybe many times when the radio is open or thus we hear things which are also. And we're not careful enough. Absolutely. But that's not the point. The point is we live in an atmosphere. We live in a world. And let me speak very openly. Let me speak very openly. Never was the world. Let's, let's leave Judaism aside for a moment. Never was the world so beautiful. Never was the world, just plain world. I'm not talking about the natural world. I'm talking about the practical world. Never was the world so beautiful. The world we live in today is a paradise. We live in Ghanaian. Let me describe this to you this in five minutes. I won't take five, I'll take two minutes. When I was a little boy, my mommy used to tell me about Ghanaian. My mommy used to tell me about Ghanaian. Did your mommy ever tell me about Ghanaian? My mommy used to tell me about Ghanaian. My mommy used to tell me that when you go into Ghanaian, there are going to be trees, and you're going to have cookies on the trees, and candies on the trees, and you pluck off a candy, you pluck off a cookie, and you make a very minimum zanus, and if you need a little pair of, 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 of a little shirt, you pluck it off a tree. Isn't that beautiful, Ghanaian? Imagine, let us talk, imagine, a Zaydi of 150 years ago, 
even a hundred years, hundred fifty years ago. Telling is enikel baganim. Can I just can I, can I can I just picture it for a moment? Little Zadie's talking to little Yankala, and he says, Yankala, they're living in a shtetl in Poland. Yeah, place in a shtetl in Poland. He's telling Ganadin. He says, Yankala, let me tell you. In Ganadin, in Ganadin, when you need water, you know, Tati has to go out far away to the well to bring water. In Ganadin, out of the wall, listen, out of the wall, there's going to be a faucet, a little, a little, there is, out of the wall. You just press a button and water will come out. Could you imagine? Wizard Ganadin? And in Ganadin, listen, in Ganadin, not only out of the wall will water will come out, but if you press one bottle of cold water, and hot water, you know, when you have to take a bath, or mommy has to wash the wash, so you have to bring pails of water and put it on fire, out of the wall, here will come cold water, and here will come hot water. Could you imagine? In Ganadin, listen, listen to this, but this is really unbelievable. In Ganadin, you remember that when, seven months ago, when the, when the rich man of the town, when he made a chasana, and came from Vasha. You remember the came those klezmer? They're playing, oh, 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 remember? Isn't that beautiful? Listen to this. In Ganadin, in every Jewish house, every house, there's going to be over here such a thing, and over there such a thing. And you sit, and if you want 24 hours, Hasidish music, <laughs> classical music, Marcha ben David, Shlomo Kalbach, you don't listen to Shlomo Kalbach, Mojitsa records. Today they have Belzer records, they're going to have Satna everything. In Ganadin, always there'll be music in the house. And listen to this. You remember last time you had, you had this little coming in the middle of the night and you cried so much and I was late to take you and I'd take you way out to the outhouse. In the middle of the night it was cold. In Ganadin, listen. In the, in the house, in the corner, it'll be a little room. And you go in, so, 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 but Zadie, it's going to smell up the whole house. How is it possible? Don't ask all cautious about Ghanadin. In Ghanadin, you'll have a little bathroom over here. You want to hear some more? Listen. In Ghanadin, you remember those stacks of laundry every Thursday? Mommy takes big stacks of laundry, and from 8 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, she's rubbing. That's not the way it goes in Ghanadin. In Ghanadin, Mommy takes the laundry, puts it into a box. Three buttons. Yeah, three buttons. And it comes out fluffy dry. Fluffy dry. In, listen, in Ghanadin, in Ghanadin, in the middle of the summer, could you imagine? In the middle of the summer, outside it's 40 degrees, it's, 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 uh, it's 80 degrees, 90 degrees heat. A little box. Listen to this. A little, a little box. You open up the door. And it's cold, ice cold, sweet, delicious, 24 hours a day. In Ghanaian, if you need a cake, you need a piece of cake, let me tell you, you, you it's unimaginable. Every, every shop is after the cake and get in, let's walk like that. You need a cake, you go out, right, right across the street, such a thing called, as I don't know how to call it in English, I, I don't know what the Zadie said, let's say they call it a bakery. And you have cakes, it's Monday, Monday! Could you imagine a Monday? Go, go Sunday, some left from Shabbos. On Monday, 
You have rainbow cake and jelly roll and seven layer and strawberry shortcake and here it says chalavi and everything with a hundred percent hechsher. And it's kosher. You go to a supermarket in Ghanaian, you have a wall. You see this hole? Right, this hole? I'm exaggerating, but take care of the mechitza. Such, such a watchmaker, such shelving of all kinds of candies. In Ghanaian, you walk on, on, on whatchamacallit, on, on, on Flatbush Avenue, on, on Avenue, Avenue J, cheese and things. You want to hear, listen. In Ghanaian, they have a bagel store. Could you imagine? A bagel store. A whole store with, I, I, I don't know what the list counts for. How many kinds of bagels? Poppy seeds it. Now, now, maybe other say, I, I, I'm not. This, 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 I'm not trying to 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 be to be to, to be to be to make a comedy out of this. Never was there a generation as beautiful, with so much beautiful, with so much beauty, with so much chesed from Hashem, with such splurging. Let us think for a moment. Everyone sitting here, everyone sitting here, and there are all kinds of different people. Think for a moment of our, of our opening of our closets. What an array is in front of us, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, how many dresses we have to pick from. Baruch Hashem, how many ties we have to pick from. There was never a generation as rich and as precious and as beautiful as our generation. This is the generation of Yefes. And we... Let us talk very clearly. We love this situation because Yefes is delicious and beautiful to us. And we're missing the Tzaddik. We're missing the Shem Shamayim. And that's why I think you know that one of the most beautiful and delicious and inviting and inspiring, I don't know the word inspiring is not the right word, things is the medium. Always interested. Always something new. Every magazine is full color. The media of Israel tells the graggering. In his eyes it's a frog. In his ears it's a frog. In our ways it's not a frog. The radio tells us what's happening, what the news is, and what's happening in America, what's happening in Israel, and what Arafat is saying, what he's saying. It's, it's beautiful, it's great. And what we have to do here is the Makhtarakhtaris. This delicious smell, this, this beautiful smelling world that we love and we are used to. And it's hard for... We, have, we, we have no problem being my Nefesh. Now if we have to kill ourselves in Kiddush Hashem, we wouldn't have any problem. But if we have to take our interests and our beauties and change them, and instead of enjoying a good, a good magazine, enjoy a good art scrolls, then this is Ketoris. And, and originally, Ketoris, listen to what I'm saying, and here I'm going to finish. Ketoris ain't a Boba Yochit. Ketoris is Boba Tzibur. Let me tell you what that means. It means as follows. When the tzibur, when that general atmosphere of the people change, then we can do it. When the general atmosphere changes, we can do it. I remember, Tyrion, 
40 years ago. I'm not such an old man. I remember Torah 40 years ago. I remember 40 years ago when I was a little boy, when I was 10 years old. I remember very well, and many people here remember. When we would go to a Shevrachas, and they would say, Ashtufantayr. You know what that means? A house of Torah. I remember my heart used to jump. It was exciting. If someone would take on your man that's going to dedicate his life to learning, it was exciting. Today, a bracha who doesn't want to dedicate his life to learning, he can't get a shidduch. Am I right? He can't get a good bachankov girl. Well, look at him. You have to make an open commitment. When the first time you go out, or else you're finished. If you want to get a good bachankov girl, I'm going to go all my life going to sit and learn Torah. And the same vice versa. You take out a girl, you might not think about it, but if she's not, if she doesn't want to come in a lot to learning, that's called terrorist seabird. When the atmosphere changes, it's wonderful. Now, I know, I don't want to mention names. I, I have pictures. I have pictures from 50 years ago, 60 years ago, of the most wonderful Sidconius, I'm telling you, without any guzma, the most wonderful Sidconius Rebetzins, Sadekis, will moisture, nefesh, betayr, and betzniyas, v'yiddishkeit. And I have pictures of them 50 years ago or 60 years ago, after the marriage, with tiklach like this. And more than the tefach of here, of, oh, I don't have any pictures anymore because she tore them up. She tore them up. Are you with me? And today, what woman would think of letting the hair stick out, that's called Torah's Tzibur. When all the Tzibur, when all the gathering change appreciations. When today a Shtraimel is beautiful. I remember when Yungama used to wear a Shtraimel, it wasn't so, it wasn't so simple. When today a Shtraimel is beautiful. Today Tzniyas is, is, is in style. Today all these things is in style. Today you go, you go out to get an Esri. If the Esri doesn't cost you 300 bucks, then you're, then you're a Shmata. If you bring a lulavan to show that I have, that I have, you can take the back uh, electric, an electric microscope, you can see something in the middle there, then you're, then you're not worth anything. That's called k'toyres sibur. But k'toyres yochid, when we live a situation, a generation, when the appreciations are, you got to know what's going on, and you can't be a flathead, and you have to know the styles, and to, and to dedicate all your interests and your love and your appreciation of beauty to Torah. Torah ain't above yochid. You know why? Because, excuse me for the expression, Hashem should forgive me. Because Hashem said, when I came to the Hanukkah and I called the Yariyim Divshi and I allowed Torah's yochid, you know what that was? That was Ichlu Reim Shasuva Shichru Daily. We were drunk. We were crazy. Could you imagine someone eating honey with a stick? He's just drunk with love. He's Meshugah. And Hashem says, I did it. Because when, when there's a Koyacha, there's Chachas, when there's a Chanukah, there's Beach, when we have a chance to become born anew, but not to spread our blood, we get new appreciations, then Hashem says, if you go sugar, I'm going to go sugar, And we'll, we'll, we'll become so sugar with love 
Ichlu reim shesu v'shichlu doidim. That terrorist, that greatness, which is appropriate for a tzibur, for the Jewish people as a whole, you as a yachid, you as an individual, you'll be able to show it. And this is the message of these, of, of these two days. This is the message. And as I finish with my, my dressing, I, I, I said as many seminars, I'm going to say it today again. Rabbi Talbot had suggested to us to close off the media, to close off the media for 40 days. He explained himself very, very clearly. He explained himself very, very clearly, and I'm not trying to insult Rabbi Talbot. Because 27 years ago, when he had a personal tragedy in his family and he caused his radio with Messiris Nefesh, since then he didn't hear the radio. He doesn't know what it means to tell us to close our radios. He doesn't know what a radio is, to know how precious it is. He doesn't know how precious the news is. He doesn't know how precious the Jewish press is. I also don't want to know how precious the Jewish press is. <laughs> He doesn't know how precious those magazines are, those styles. He doesn't know how precious a kosher television program is. A kosher, we know one here, we're not talking about Trevor television programs. We do, he doesn't know how precious a kosher movie is, which we don't know either. Hashem should help us. But we, that we have appreciations, this becomes part of our life. And part of the beauty that Hashem gave before Mashiach will come, when Yefes is here full, full blessed, and we live in a world, and let's talk it, we live in a world, you walk down the streets, and the world advertises atmosphere, that's all that important, you could be Yiddish, and you could be from, but the Streimel has to be, has to be fancy, it has to be, out of Yovan. It has to be as Greek as Greek can be. And the, ble- the Geblim Tebetkacher, I'm not talking about the lady's side because that's what I really mean. The Geblim Tebetkacher has to be as Greek as Greek can be. It has to be beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. You know why there's nothing wrong with it? Because if there's a tzaddik, if it's a Kled Shabbos, if it's the Kmeka Kiddush Hashem, if it's full of Kedush, if it's full of Tyre, it can be beautiful. But we live in a world of beauty. We live in a world of appreciation for everything which is, which is, which is physically beautiful. And for us to take our interests and our loves and our involvements and to change our life pattern and to bring terrorists to Hashem and say, for now Hashem, what will be beautiful in my eyes will be only terror and Yiddishkeit. This is a sacrifice. This is an Akedus Yitzchok. This is more than spilling blood. And this is something which you have to go crazy to a certain amount to do it. And we can do it with the Kerech of Hashachas. We can do it with Kerech of Hashachas. And let me, let, let, let me come down to the other part of it. If we don't do it, Mary of Rabbi said, if we don't do it, I'm not talking about the problem that Hashem is speaking to us, but that, that, that was first what I mentioned before. If we don't do it, we heard, I myself spoke today about Philip. We heard about Shabbos. Rabbi Talbot spoke to us about 
about appreciation of Am Yisrael, about 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 the, about the Holocaust, about mysterious nefesh. We heard such beautiful ideas about bitachin, about emune, about even paying tuition, even the simple act of paying tuition. But it's but you need to have a belief in Hashem is Baruch, etc., etc. All the beautiful ideas. Now, my dear Rabbi, if we live, if we live in this world, and we are engrossed on what the world calls beautiful, what's called attractive, as Rabbi Taba described it, the Madison Avenue, but this is the genius of of of, of advertisement and of, of beauty and of whatever is much our our interests. If we live in this world, we cannot live in a world of Hashem. Because if you live in Yovan, you cannot live in Sion. You cannot live in the world of Hashem. And you cannot get appreciation of davening. Because, because, because if this is what's beautiful, davening cannot be a beautiful excitement. And Shabbos cannot be a beautiful excitement. And if we are willing to go to Ver Meshigah to a certain extent and to give away our interests, and the way, the, way, the way it was described to us, and for these 40 days, and to try it, to, to go away, to give away, to give this terrorist, and it's a crover, it's a sacrifice. And whoever doesn't think it's a sacrifice, he doesn't, it's a, I, I don't know if you're getting my point, it's not a sacrifice, it's a crazy sacrifice. It's a crazy sacrifice. It's a crazy sacrifice. It's more than a carbon. It's like an arcade. It's like a brismila. It's a crazy sacrifice. I think many of you sitting here know good and well what I'm talking about. And I know I have a lot of experience with a lot of people. They could daven better, and they'll learn better, and they'll give more time to dafayoyimi. And they'll do a lot of beautiful things. But to, but to leave this beautiful world, this Gan Eden, this paradise that Hashem gave us in our generation, which is so beckoning, and so appreciative. To, you, you open up a magazine, there's so, are you, are you with me? There's so much richness, there's so much beauty, there's so much color. There's so much color, there's so much interest, there's so much variety. There's so much variety. And give it all away. Give it all away. This is Keteris. And Keteris, to give away Keteris, Hashem says, if you give this away, then you become a family of Hashem, Miss Asher. You become Hashem's precious child. And there's a promise from Hashem, because if in our generation, we, if in our generation, if we can do, we can close that radio, and we could, we could engross our minds and our beauties and our interests, we can find taste in a Shabbos. We can find taste in the davening. We can find taste in Yiddishkeit. And how do you do it? The only way to do it is a sumira. Get rid of, close ourselves out from this yovam, from this beauty, from this world. And give this k'teris. And then there's a promise, k'teris ma'ashir. K'teris will, become, will make us rich. Why make us rich? Because then we become born of... Chaviv of Shalakadish Baruchu. This is an Akedas Yitzchak. 
And Hashem opens up for us everything that He has. All cheshbonis become both. Why? Because then we become Hashem's precious. We become Hashem's precious because it's not we give our Hashem our bodies. It's not we give we spill our blood to Hashem. It's not we express our living love to Hashem. We give our Hashem our interests, our intellect. What's beautiful, this we give to Hashem. This is real Ketoyos. And Ketoyos is Ma'ashir. Hashem is better, should help us. We should be zeichet to really to, to try to see it through. And Bezer Hashem will be zeichet to Koltuf.